Hey mamas, welcome to day three of the Empowered Digital Mama series. I am so happy to have you here listening and I really hope you enjoyed days one and two. I'm really excited to talk about the topic that I have for today because I think it's something that is not talked about enough when it comes to moms stepping into their power. So let's dive right in. It's no secret that once you have kids, your life changes dramatically. And I have a funny little story. When I had my first son, this is just to show you how naive I am. When I had my first son, I was so nervous about the labor and delivery that I didn't even think about what was gonna happen after the baby came home. So it was the first night we were home from the hospital. I was exhausted. I hadn't slept at all for like two days. And I kept telling my husband, I can't wait to just get home, take a shower and go to bed. So I took a shower. It's about 1130 and I fed the baby. And then I was like, okay, I'm so excited to just cuddle in and go to sleep for the night. Not even five minutes later the baby was crying and I was like oh my gosh I'm just so tired I just want to go to sleep and so I get up soothe the baby put him back down get back into bed cuddle in I'm like oh I'm so excited to go to sleep five minutes later the baby's crying again and I remember I sat up and I thought whoa I felt like I had been hit with a two by four like oh my goodness I didn't even think about how much this is going to change my life in so many good ways, but there are those other ways that you have to be able to adapt to. And because life does change so dramatically, so quickly, it is easy to get lost in the day-to-day. It's very easy to lose yourself because no longer do you become the number one priority. Your kids take that spot. And I am by no means saying that they shouldn't be your number one priority because they should. But just because you have children doesn't mean that you don't make your well-being and self-care as a mom a priority. Because when you take care of yourself, you show up better for the people in your life. And I know there are so many moms that struggle with this and not in a way where it's some kind of martyr situation where moms are saying, oh, I just do everything for my kids and I put them first. Not at all. It's that your children require you to be there at all times of the day and night. It is a very, very demanding job. It is the hardest job in the world. And it is very easy to put yourself on the back burner. And these are just common everyday activities. Let's say you like to go for a walk every day, but your son or daughter wants you to drive them to a friend's house and that is going to interfere with your walk time. It's very easy to just say, I'll just walk tomorrow and yes, I'll take you. Same when it comes to money. As a parent, you can no longer take your money and just spend it all on whatever you want. You have responsibilities, your kids have needs, there's things that you have to buy for them. And so it adds this extra layer of having to put them first and you second, understandably so. But there's a balance there. 
between taking care of yourself and taking care of your children. Everybody's situation is going to be different based on where you are in life and what the situation is inside your home. But regardless, there always is a way to prioritize your well-being, even if it's in a very small way. And the whole reason why I bring this up is because I know how easy it is to put yourself dead last and take care of everybody's needs first. And that's just part of the role of being a mom. And like I said, nobody's out here trying to win a medal. It's just what you do as a mom. You love your family, you love your kids, and you're willing to put yourself last to take care of them and make sure that their needs are met. But at the same time, I don't want you to forget who you are as a person and what your needs are as well because that's also important and it affects the way that you show up for the people in your world. For myself, there are certain things that I have put in place to prioritize my well-being and my self-care. So I used to always have my nails done before I had kids. My nails were always painted. I would always get the gel on my nails. And once I had kids, it just didn't seem to make sense anymore because my hands were in water 24-7 that the manicure would just get ruined after a few days. So even though I really enjoyed that, I needed to find something else to kind of give myself that break or that one little thing that I do for myself. And I have two examples that I want to talk about. The first one is a bit more surfacey. So I never used to take naps before I had kids. Like when I was in college, I could have been out the whole night, got home at 5 a.m. and then woken up at 8 and still wouldn't take a nap. I just couldn't. After I had kids, I became a really good napper. And that was because I was not sleeping consecutively for so many nights. And I always felt like I shouldn't take a nap. Like if the baby is napping, I should be getting stuff done. And I decided that I was going to stop doing that and I was going to take a nap if I needed it. And I wasn't gonna feel guilty about it. I didn't really care what anybody else had to say. It wasn't even that people were criticizing me for it. It was more my own internal criticism. Like you're being lazy. You need to be doing more around the house. You need to be doing this, that, whatever it may be. And so I found a way to let that go. Doesn't matter if my house looks like a bomb went off or if there's laundry or the car needs gas, whatever it may be. If I wanna take a 45 minute nap during the middle of the day, that's what I'm gonna do. And as long as my husband is home and he can keep an eye out for the kids, there's no reason why I shouldn't do that because I know that when I take care of myself and especially when it comes down to those more basic needs when you're exhausted, or you don't feel good, when you take care of yourself, you're gonna show up as a better version of yourself for the people in your life. The second thing is that when I had my son, and this, so this really does kind of hit on that main point of embracing your well-being and your self-care. I didn't really realize it until maybe a little bit into my entrepreneurial journey, but when I had my son, I quit my full-time corporate job and stayed home. And I said, I'm gonna be a stay-at-home mom. After about a month, maybe a month and a half, I thought, I cannot do this. It just was so hard. It's the hardest job in the world. And for any stay-at-home moms out there, I give you a lot of credit, because I'm sure that you have the patience of a saint. And 
I really had decided, all right, I know I don't want to go back to a corporate job, but I need to do something. I can't keep doing this or I'll go crazy. And so I think it was this feeling of guilt because I had to admit that I needed time away from my son. I knew that I was a better version of myself and a better mom when I wasn't with my son all the time. That took me a little while to come to terms with because I felt like I should want to be with him all the time. And I felt internally like I was falling short of some kind of larger expectation of myself as a mom. And I know that there are so many moms that go through these kinds of realizations as they have children and understand what it's like to be a mom for them in their world. So everybody's situation, everybody's experience is going to be a little bit different, but the reason why I'm sharing this is because I want other moms to know my experience and maybe this will help some mom out there who's dealing with some similar feelings. It's something that is not talked about very often and there's just expectations that when you become a mom you will be a certain way and it just doesn't always happen like that so wherever you're at and however you're handling things just know that you're doing the best you can for your children and that's all you can do so don't be too hard on yourself it was at this point when I was ready to let go of this internal feeling that time away from my kids was a bad thing or wanting that was a bad thing that I really dove into okay how can I make this work where I am present for my kids I'm there I'm home I can do all the things that I want to do but I can still be successful in my own career path or entrepreneurial journey and that's when I really had to figure out how I can make both work well and you know I think when Going back to episode one, when I talked about moms not being able to have it all or that kind of being the underlying sentiment rhetoric, you know, back in the 90s and whatnot, or just, you know, for a long time, is that when you are working for a corporate job or you are working for somebody else and you have children, it is a delicate balance because you don't own your time. As an entrepreneur, you have complete control over your time in the way that you spend it. When you work for somebody else, now they own your time for a certain amount of hours per day. And so that is really where that sort of balance comes from. When you're working for somebody else, you have to try to find the sweet spot between showing up at your job and then showing up at home as well. When you're an entrepreneur, you have complete control, which was one of the biggest attractions for me to being an entrepreneur and wanting to pursue that path. Now, as a mom, I also... (laughs) was thinking, well, yes, I want to have my own business, but first of all, I don't have $100,000 to invest in some kind of business. I don't have 12 hours a day to grind, right? Because, you know, the the sense is when you start a business, it's like, you got to put your head down. You got to, you know, you got to just work, 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 work. And this is, I'm by no means saying that it doesn't take work and dedication and consistency. It absolutely does. But this business model, digital business, opens the door in so many different ways that aligns really well with being a mom. And so, you know, I didn't have any sort of money to start a business with. I did not have unlimited time. And I had to be really strategic about how I was going to go about this because I had to get my husband on board. 
not that he's not supportive, but I had to show him that this sort of opportunity that you dive into, it does give you this level of freedom and flexibility that other more traditional models don't give you. If I were to open up a boutique store, which if that's your dream, that's great, but you have to think about, okay, well, if I'm gonna open a boutique store, then that means that I'm required to be there for however many hours, and I'm required to pay overhead costs, and I'm required to stock it, and I'm required to handle all the insurances and whatnot. So there's just other layers of business and starting a business with more traditional models that digital business just doesn't have. And that's why I keep harping on this one idea of this type of business is so perfect for moms, especially if you're looking for your exit strategy from corporate. If you're looking to do something to give yourself a break from the kids, something to jumpstart your career path, jumpstart your entrepreneurial path, this is an incredible way to do it because when you put in the work and the consistency and the dedication, the return on investment is insane. One other thing I want to note here that I stated earlier was that I didn't have money to start. I didn't have the time you would want when you're starting a business, but I still did it anyway because I was determined to make both work well and I wasn't going to let anything get in my way and I needed to figure it out. And I think the one thing that I want to communicate from that is don't wait. Start now. Whatever it is that you have inside of you, whatever the inkling is, start now. It doesn't mean that in two weeks you have a full-blown business. What I'm saying is start to make the moves now because the longer you wait, you're just pushing off the success that you could be having. And one of the things that I hear from the entrepreneurs that I'm connected with is they wish they would have started sooner. And usually the reason why they waited was because it wasn't a good time or they didn't have enough confidence or they didn't have enough money or this or that or this or that. But it's never a good time. It's never a good time to start a business. So there's no reason to wait two years, five years, 10 years when you have everything that you need to do to start this business is on your phone or it's on your computer. All you need is your brain and an internet connection. So there's no reason why you can't start today. So my little challenge or homework for you today is after you listen to this, I want you to sit down with a piece of paper and write down five things that you want from having your own business or your own side hustle and put a date on it. So by this date, I want this business to have given me one, two, three, four, five. I want you to write it down, fold up a piece of paper, and put it somewhere on your desk or in your your drawer with your pens and pencils and stuff like that. And periodically pull it out and take a look at it. But you would be surprised that even just doing that one little exercise, there has been so many times when people have pulled that out years later and they're like, oh my goodness. Like I wrote these things down and it actually happened, but it's not gonna happen without action. So The first thing that you can do to start taking that action though is to just do this exercise and start planting the seed in your brain of where you wanna go and what you would like your life to look like on X date. You know, one year from now, two years from now, six months from now, whatever it may be. I wanna give you a quick rundown of what my day looks like just so that you can see for somebody who's actually running their own digital business, what it takes, how many hours am I working? You know, what, it, what is the investment of time, energy, and money that 
would be required from you? And is this something that you're willing to put your time, energy and effort and money into? So, you know, I always was of the mindset once I worked for at a corporate job for four years, I was very against waking up to an alarm. I hated it and I never wanted to live my life by an alarm clock. I, I said, I don't want to set any alarms anymore. So I don't set an alarm. Usually my kids are my alarm clock now, but I get up anywhere between seven and eight o'clock. And depending on the day, you know, my older son is in school now, so he'll go to school. The baby is here. My husband works nights and his schedule changes every week. So he's off certain days during the week. And when he's off, he takes care of the kids. So I have at least two or three days during the week where I'm completely free, where I can just dedicate myself to my work. So that's where I condense most of my work is in that time. I also work in the evenings when my kids are in bed and the house is quiet. There's been days where it's like I have to get something done or I have to jump on a call or something like that and I have both of my kids and I find myself not getting as much work done as if I would have just waited until the evening to do it in peace and quiet. Also when my son is at school and my other son is napping, have you ever heard of the term nap time empire? I also get some work done there in those times when I have maybe an hour or two during the day. And there's definitely been times where my house has been a complete disaster, but I've chosen to just sit down and work instead of cleaning up my house because I can clean up my house anytime and it's just going to get messy again anyway. So I usually prioritize work over uh, straightening up, but I always do make time for that at some point. So to give you an amount of hours I work per day, it changes. It varies on the day, but on average, I would say I work anywhere from three to six hours. So some days are going to be less, some days are going to be more. There are days on the weekends where I'll jump on and try to knock something out, but that is the realistic time that you can expect to commit to something like this. I would also say that this is completely dependent on how big you want your business to be. So if you're looking to make an additional one to 3,000 a month, you are not going to have to invest as much time as if you wanted to make fifty dollars to $100,000 each month. That just makes sense. As you grow your revenue, your team is gonna grow, your business is gonna grow, it's going to require more time from you. With that being said, everybody's business is different and it's all about the processes and the automations that you have set up inside your business. That is gonna dictate how much time it requires from you every single day. That's a conversation for a later date, but I have seen businesses that are multi-million dollar businesses and the owner is only working two to three days a week with a very small team. So it's all about the way that your automations are set up. It's all about the people that you bring onto your team and there are other variables there, but there still is an opportunity that even as your business gets really big, it doesn't mean that you are going to be turned into this crazy workhorse and you're going to be working for 100 hours a week. So honestly, that's it for me running my business. I take many breaks during the day. I'm constantly being called away from my desk. I make dinner. I take my kids to their activities. We go for bike rides. We go for walks. Maybe on a random Tuesday, I'll clear my schedule so that we can go to the zoo 
or to the amusement park or something like that. That is the part that I really, really love about this type of business. It has insane flexibility. Also, if I just want to sit outside for two hours in my backyard and have a cup of coffee while the kids are playing, I can do that. I'll have my phone near me in case I need it, but I can easily disconnect and reconnect when it works for me. And that's one of the biggest pulls to this type of business, in my opinion, especially for moms. And I believe I mentioned this on an earlier episode, but it costs me about $250 a month to run my business in terms of any sort of memberships that I'm a part of, any platforms that I need, content creation, all that kind of stuff. And $250 per month ends up being about $3,000 for the year. So let's just be generous and say it costs me $5,000 for the year to run my business. That is insane. Most businesses, you need to have at least a hundred dollars to $200,000 before you even start. So as a mom who maybe doesn't have access to a hundred dollars to $200,000, you have to be creative to make it realistic. And $250 is a number that you can achieve every month. It's less than a car payment. It's really nothing in the grand scheme of things. I also want to give you context on what I made in the first 10 days of launching my very first digital course. I launched my first lower ticket course. It took me two and a half weeks to create. I sold it for $47. And in the first 10 days of releasing that course, I made $1,000 in revenue. So I wanna dive into money tomorrow because that's a topic that's important and nobody is going to jump onto the bandwagon of starting their own business if there is not a positive return on investment, if there's not money coming in, because that's a very, very important piece of business. If you are not making any money, you have a hobby. It's not a business. So making money is important, and I'm excited to dive in and talk about monetizing your knowledge in a way that is effective tomorrow. Okay. So that's what I have for you today. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. Please email me if you have any comments or feedback at heather at heatherboardcoaching.com and I will see you tomorrow.